That sound in the background is the music from the credits of the film Sex, Lies, and Videotape, which I just finished. And I'm so happy that films like this exist that discuss almost taboo topics of intimacy and insecurity and masculinity and sex. Really has me thinking. And it's the first time I've ever seen James Spader in a role besides uh, when he was on The Office. And he was phenomenal. And it was really interesting to experience him doing something else. I'm doing well today. It's one of those Saturdays where you're not too concerned with what you're doing. And those uh, are actually kind of hard to come by these days. My interview today is with Jeff Russo a brilliant composer who I'm still a little starstruck that I got to speak with because I'm an immense fan of Fargo and spin the records often, especially in the winter time. So I'm really grateful for that. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did, and I hope that your Valentine's Day was sweet if you celebrated it. And if you didn't celebrate, I hope your day was fine too. Here's my chat with Jeff Russo. Yeah, I'm, I'm really thankful that you've found the time to, to chat with me for a second, because I'm sure you're quite busy. Oh, no so, what do you want to talk about? Because you got Fargo coming out, we've got Star Trek coming out. What's uh, What's been uh, on your mind, creatively? All of the above. <laughs> well, Star Trek's coming out quite soon. How do you feel How do you feel that that's, that's been for you? Um, Picard? Mm-hmm. Know what you mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's been it's been it's been incredible. It's like it's a journey, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. Uh, writing writing music, new music for a new Star Trek story is um, is very interesting, you know. And and it there's so much there's a wealth of of lineage to sort of draw from. Yeah, that could that seems it could be scary. Well, yeah, it's scary and it's also wonderful, you know, it's like such a, such a, um, such an incredible opportunity to help tell this type of story, especially with a character as iconic as, as Jean-Luc Picard. Mm -hmm. It's just so, it's so, um, oh, it's just so thrilling. Yeah. Do you feel that your work is going to be, because right now it's so new, and it still feels like in the in the world of like adding on to what is already like a tremendous legacy. Can you see like is is it weird to picture your work being looked at in the in the future as like a part of the very important and special canon of Star Trek? If that makes sense. Well, yeah, I know it totally makes sense, and it's it's terrifying, and <laughs> it, it's you know it's it's terrifying, and it's also incredible, you know, to to. Mm-hmm. Um, feel like I'm sort of standing in the shadow of giants it's, yeah. it's pretty it's pretty incredible to be a part of that lineage you know it's pretty incredible to be a part of canon now you know mm-hmm. like there are a number of 
television theme songs and now I will have written two of them you know ah. <laughs> and uh, and it, it's it's incredible and like different themes for different um, <clears throat> different characters and different um, different stories and <clears throat> they will sort of go down in in that sort of historical Star Trek way mm-hmm. and um, I it's it's thrilling. It's a thrill. It really is. Couldn't it, it's it's a composer's dream come true to be able to, you know, be a part of something as as iconic as Star Trek. Yeah, that's a that's pretty much peak or near it. I would say in ter- yeah, in mean, terms no, of it legacy. Doesn't really get much be- it doesn't really get much better than that. You know, <laughs> um, not not in terms of the the type of the type of material material I want to be um, I want to be associated with. You know, mm-hmm. I. I I've been so lucky and so fortunate to to be able to be involved with um, with some really really great filmmakers, um, really really fantastic artists. You know, um, Noah Hawley with with Fargo and Legion and mm-hmm. Lucy in the Sky, and you know Alex Kurtzman with the Star Trek franchise and Steve Zalian with um, with the Night of. I, you know, I, I I'm just so I'm so I feel so fortunate. And, and so um, thrilled to be able to be be able to help tell stories with music that way. Mm-hmm. It, it may seem like a silly question, but do you think that the projects that you've worked on have mostly aligned with like what your dreams of genre or tone would be? I you know I I don't <clears throat> I really don't know the answer to that question because I never really had an idea. Mm-hmm. You know. I, I mean, I, I wrote songs and played in my band for right, so right. long, and I this writing for television and writing for films and telling stories in that way wasn't something that I started my musical career wanting to do. Yeah. Not even I, I think wanting to do is, is is probably not the way to put it, but even thinking about like I always enjoyed film music. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I always enjoyed going to movies, and I always really was was stunned by the music um but it never occurred to me <laughs> to to do that you know like yeah. i would pick up my guitar and write songs with my buddies in my band um so it wasn't really ever anything i thought about in that way you know and then when i started doing this like i started it you know, for another team of composers and and um sort of learning the ropes that way mm-hmm. and you know i think that it's not so much a, it's not so much like a genre that I enjoy being in. It's the type of music that a certain type of filmmaker wants for their storytelling. And I think that's the thing that connects me to the people that I've worked with or worked for mm-hmm. um, is that you know my conversations with them are always about, earning the right to utilize music in an emotional way and earning the um, the earning the emotional impact of, of a piece of music and not wanting to use music overtly yeah. um, and to tell music to tell a story musically from an emotional place as opposed to a just telling you what's happening on screen you know and and the filmmakers I've I've gotten to work with for the most part have been very open to that idea um, that tends to be that I mean that's how I tend to write so mm-hmm. I feel like you know, like my work with Noah is very much in that way we align. And I think, <clears throat> which is what makes our collaboration um, so unique. 
Yeah. Uh, and I, it's the same with me and Steve Zalian, same with, with me and Alex Kurtzman. Like we, we sort of share a, um, we share, uh, an, an ideal, an ideal, an ideological way of doing music for picture. Yeah, I was going to ask you, actually, if you found that your relationships with Noah is what I had in mind, like, if that's a unique sort of relationship between a composer and a director, to where you, you, see, um, you see often composers will work with the same directors over and over again, but it, it isn't always like that same magical little bite each time, but it seems like you guys have really gotten into a groove. So do you think that that's well, something that is like tough to come across? I, I think it is. I think, you know... You, you find the people that you that you work best with and then you go with that you know it's like I I sort of feel like Noah and I are in a band together yeah you know I mean? yeah that's that's sort of how that. it feels um, you know w- w- when I when I go to make music and we, we make these these uh, these pieces of art you know whether it's television 10 episodes of television or you know a two and a half hour movie mm-hmm. um, we sort of go to work like I would with a band you know we, we collaborate on how how the whole thing works together how the story is being told what the what the most important thing is and how do we want to how do we want to adjust that with music um, and you know you, you you only get a couple shots at like having that band you right. know and I've been very fortunate to have it twice like you know I had a I had a band for a long time I still do like Emerson and I we still write songs together and, mm-hmm. and make music. Um, but then I was able to form this other band, <laughs> me and Noah, and, <laughs> you know, or I should say he formed the band and, and, you know, I, I got to, I, I was asked to join this band and like, wow, you know, now we, we do this other thing. Um, that, that's, that's, that doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. So yeah. And when it does happen, people they 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 usually stick with that you know Mm -hmm. they they usually do and it's because it feels right and it feels good and it it um you know you 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 are able to help tell the story in a way that is really meaningful and like you sort of get that second hand um you get a second hand of 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 communication like it's just easy communication you know Mm -hmm. i've had conversations with with Noah that I'm sure no one else would ever understand when he calls me up and he says, you know, that one thing you did at that one place, that one time, do that again. And I know exactly what he means. And, you know, maybe nobody else would, you know, that's gotta be incredibly special. It is. It's, it's, it, it, it is special. It ends up being special and it feels really, really, you know, incredible to be able to have that kind of Mm. communication. I, I don't know if it's just me, but I know I see, I'll see a director who has used the same composer for a, a few films, and when they don't use that same composer, I'm just like, oh, like I get a little sad inside. So it's really nice to see like the consistency there. Because I, I don't know, I'm a big fan of Fargo myself. So like if if another season came out and it had different music, like you can recreate the themes. I guess a good example is Sicario. Like Johan Johansson did the first soundtrack for Sicario, and it was just like. And Sicario 2 had a different director, so that's obviously huge also. But, like, hearing the same themes from a different source, like, it, it created, like, a lack of consistency well, in my head a little sure bit. I'm not sure who did the second one. Who did the second one? I don't know, actually. It wasn't Johan, though. I, I just remember that. And I remember, like, the music was interesting, and it used a bit of the first, but it just didn't have, like, the same bite to it. And obviously, that's a lot of personal preference. 
but just in terms of especially what you're doing with television and Fargo too, which to me, like the score is like incredibly important to the whole thing. Like it just, it creates a lot of the world that you see. So it would just feel, it would feel goofy if it was different. So I'm happy that it isn't. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate that. I really do. Well, <clears throat> yeah. I so you said, uh, second Sicario cause I'm very, excited. Oh yeah. I'm curious too now. <laughs> it was Hilder. Ah. Oh, he did yeah. Joker. Yeah, Joker. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah, and she worked with Johan, which I'm sure is one mm-hmm. of the reasons why that seemed like, yes, a, like a yes, really yes. great choice. To... For sure. Yeah. So you said season four of Fargo was going to be frightening for you to do <coughs> back then. How, how did You said season four of Fargo was going to be frightening before. How did uh, how'd that turn out for you? I'm not finished, but it is, you know, we're, we're working it on it, then? and it's, it's coming along really great. So do you do you get the final cuts of everything and then slowly work it in there? How does how does the process you look know, for I, Fargo? I, it's, it's all of the above. You know, I started writing music when I read that first, when I read the first couple of scripts. Right. Um, you know, I started writing some themes for the different characters and the different ideas in the script, and then when I start seeing picture... Um, I start adapting those ideas for yeah. picture. Okay. Does it feel more comfortable four years on now, or is it still <laughs> just as? No, it doesn't. <laughs> and I think that's the I think that's the the wonderful thing about it because we start fresh, except for the main theme. You know, like except for like the main title. Right. Um, it, we start with all new music. You know, all new thematic material. So it it doesn't. It, it's not easy. It's not like, oh, season four, God, this will be easy. No, 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 it's like <laughs> season one. <laughs> Is that a more rewarding experience for you than something that's going to have the same the same uh, sounds? You know. Or is it just different? I think it's just different. I think it's honestly it's just a different thing. It's not necessarily more or less rewarding. I mean, mm-hmm. Fargo in and of itself is extremely rewarding, and I get to play in a sandbox that I don't really get to play in for any other project. Really? How's um, that? Yeah, you know, it's just like we throw everything into it. I can do anything and everything, and if it works, <laughs> it works. You know, that's awesome. Um, we're not, we don't really bind ourselves to like one thing, mm-hmm. um, and that to me is so much fun. That to me is it's so much fun. Well, I can't wait to hear it. Is it it's really it's interesting? Does the what I've noticed is that even throughout the three seasons, despite like the period being a little like blurry sometimes, the the music still seems to have I don't I don't know, there's a really nice consistency there. Do you think that this period has presented any like peculiar challenges or does it feel just well, just no. as difficult? You know, again, again, it's exactly as you said, you know, I try to disregard that mm-hmm. because we usually we usually sort of look at that from a source standpoint and from license songs and music that way yeah um and with the score i tend to want to stay timeless yeah you know, for like sure. i don't want it to sound like a this this year um in the in the fourth uh, iteration of fargo we're in 1950 mm-hmm. um and i didn't want the score to sound like a 1950s score yeah so and neither did noah mm-hmm. um you know in the in, in season two it was 1970s and i i didn't you know I didn't try to make a 1970s sounding score. So, you know, it was like, it, it just stays, the, the, the music sort of wants to be without a time. 
Yeah, I appreciate that for sure. Mm. It definitely puts you in a weird headspace when you're watching it because it, it, yeah, Timeless is the best way to describe it, I think. Because there are, of course, the songs that are played that keep you a little attached to it. But then there's just that, like, Fargo vibe. That's just that, like, underlying net to the whole series that you have with your music. And it's it's a nice background layer to all of it. What kind of uh, ambient sounds did you use on season four? Or have you at all, like the washing machine? I, I have. I, I've hit like the washing machine. So you know, one of the things that I've always liked to do is to take an idea from the show and make it musical. Right. Um, you know, in season one there was the washing machine. Um, in season three, I used um, the sounds of cars. Um, yeah. Sounds of car doors closing and windshield wipers and uh, you know a bunch of stuff uh, related to parking lots because that was sort of one of the big mm-hmm. ideas of season three. Uh, this year there are some interesting interesting ideas and I've utilized them. I don't want to give away anything, so not. I'm not going to tell you exactly what they are. But they they do derive themselves from the story. Well, that's exciting. I hope I get to pick them out. So what's you, I'm sure you will. I mean, sometimes <laughs> it's subtle, sometimes it's not so subtle. Right, like the typewriter. For like sure. the typewriter in season two, mm-hmm. um, which was all about Stan Spr- or, or um, uh, uh, God, I can't remember the, the character's name. Um, Stan Spry. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. His name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and it was all about his his uh, his store. Mm-hmm. Even though that was just in the first and second episode. <laughs> How's How's watching the show for you, like with your music in it? How was that experience? Uh, if you do, even it, it's uh, you know, it's not really <laughs> an experience. I don't right. I, I it's like I try to just disregard. <laughs> you know, it's it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to sort of be able to separate myself from it. So. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just funny because there's so much going on that isn't your music, but also the music is everything. So I was just curious if that, like, if it's so impactful that you're like, I can't not just listen to what's going on audibly. Right. <laughs> That's interesting. How's uh, how's doing a film, especially with Noah, because that's different <clears throat> than what you'd been doing. Even though I don't know what you guys do is pretty lengthwise. It seems to be like a film, but is it was it different trying to make Lucy in the sky versus like Legion or, or Fargo. I mean, I didn't, I didn't feel any difference except for, I had a lot more time to write mm-hmm. less music. Right. Um, that was really the only difference. Like, you know, I started writing, um, they started shooting in the summer of 2018. Wow. Um, and I started writing in the summer of 2018 <laughs> and, uh, I was done. I was done with a lot of those themes before they ever started shooting. And then Interesting. I worked, and then I worked on a lot of those themes as the picture started changing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the director's cut was due in November, and it was pretty much scored. And then wow. there were some changes, and then we took some time off from it and got it finished by June of the next year. So there was just so much time, so much more time than with, say, Fargo, which is like, you know, they send me some scripts, I start to write, and then the next thing I know, we're done <laughs> with ten episodes. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. Do you think your work suffered or, or was better having that patience in that time? 
I mean, I, I don't think it was one way or another. I think like there were a lot more versions of certain pieces of music because mm. as the picture changed, you know, things needed to change. Right. Um, but I wouldn't say it suffered. I don't. I wouldn't say it was any better. I would just say there was more time to spend on it, so I got to tinker more than I would have. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Do you think you'll spend more time with films then? Uh, you mean generally speaking? Yeah, for, for composing. I, I, I think I like both. I mean, I think I like to do both. So mm-hmm. it isn't a question of will I spend more time doing one or the other. Just whatever presents um, itself. I I do. I do enjoy it. <laughs> both. So, you know, whatever whatever's there for me to work on. Good. Well, uh, I was told that this would be 20 minutes and it's 20, so I don't want to hold you after if you've got if you've got more things to do. Um, I do. I've got to get back to. <laughs> I've got to get back to writing uh, episode seven. Wow, that's so exciting! Well, thank you so yeah. much for taking the time to chat. I appreciate it. No worries. Thank you for talking. I hope uh, maybe we can connect again down the line after Fargo's come out, and I can hear a little bit more about how the the story was. I can't wait to see it. It's it's really fun. Really, <laughs> really fun. Well, thank you so much, Jeff. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Bye bye.